What if as a teenager, you ended up homeless and hopeless? That's a tough situation for any stage of life. But if that happened to you, what would you do about it? How would you make your comeback? Let's talk about that story right now. What's happening? Robert Kennedy the third here, RK3. That's me. Welcome to another episode of the What's My Story podcast, the show where we talk about pivotal moments in people's lives that lead them to their success. I just want you to know how glad that I am that you are here with me, that you continue to show up week after week for the podcast so that you can hear and grab gold nuggets from our very fantastic and fabulous guests. Do me a favor. If you want to learn a little bit more, if you want to make sure that you know what's going on, or maybe you've got a guest that you want to invite to our episode or you want to suggest for our show, go on over here to my left. Ah, uh, yeah. Text me 410-936-4049. That's 410-936-4049. If you're watching this episode right now, I hope you're not watching it in the car because that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> we want to make sure that you're not watching this in the car. So be cool, be patient, hang out until Thursday because the audio version of our podcast comes out every Thursday morning at seven 30 at seven o'clock Eastern standard time. So check that out. Go to what's my story podcast.live, or you can just go to your favorite podcast directory, Apple podcast, Google play, Google play, iHeartRadio, stitcher, Ooh, Spotify. Spotify is hot right now. You've got to get on Spotify to get your podcast. So get over onto Spotify, onto Pandora, all your favorite podcast directories, and make sure that you look up the What's My Story podcast, how I got from there to here. I want to share with you another goodie, another treat. My friends and I, Aurora Gregory and Shannon Bussey, we've decided that we are looking to help small business owners who are looking to up-level their business, who want to make sure that their, 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 their services, their products, and their transformational ideas are seen. So what we're doing is we're hosting on November 10th the Magnify Your Message experience. And that Magnify Your Message experience is a workshop to help you discover your story, develop your pitch, and then deliver your message on your very own stage. So do me a favor. You want a little bit more information about this? You want to learn how to do these things? Head on over to magnifyyourmessage.live forward slash info. That's magnifyyourmessage.live forward slash info. So let's get into our story, our workshop for today. Dr. Ty Belknap is a professional success coach. He's a former IT professional and he is the CEO of mycoach.life. What does mycoach.life do? Well, let's talk about it and let's invite Dr. Ty into the room. Dr. Ty, how you doing today, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Oh my gosh. Y'all 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 hear that voice? That's that's so <laughs> I'm 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 slightly jealous right now. I've got I've got to admit, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Robert. This is awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, what what are you up to right this moment, what's the most exciting thing 
that's happening to you in your world right now? Well, I'm uh, actually I am very excited because finally some of the COVID stuff, some of the COVID restrictions are, are relaxing, and I do a lot of I did a lot of coaching with homeless teenagers. With COVID, I'm in Washington State, so there's been a, it's been a big scary thing here, and with it relaxing a little bit, I'm finally able to get out and help them a little bit more. Plus, on the flip side, uh, with businesses, we're actually I'm working with another guy. We're developing a a training on how to hire remote workers because this is such a new thing for so many businesses that we're getting that set up and we're going to be offering it for free. We're actually hoping that it's going to be out the beginning of January of 2022. And Mm -hmm. so we're both really looking forward to that as well. Nice, nice. So listen, I think one of the things that we really like to dive into on this show Mm -hmm. is, you know, moments that happened in people's life. And sometimes those moments were tragedies sometimes there were traumatic or just sometimes it was a moment that you were living life regularly and you came to a realization for you i don't know that it was a regular thing because you mentioned before that you were you had experienced homelessness at, at some point in in your life and it was at an early stage tell us a little bit about that yeah i'll tell you what being homeless for anybody is difficult being homeless as a teenager is almost impossible. Uh, one of the main reasons is, like, even now, this was back in the 80s that I was homeless, but even now a homeless teenager can't go to a homeless shelter. You can't wow. even spend the night if you're not with your legal parent because they don't allow anyone under 18 there unless they have their legal parent with them. So if you're a homeless teenager, you have nowhere to sleep. Wow. Back when I was homeless, you couldn't even go into a food line without your parents. So there were, if I really wanted food, I had to convince someone else that I could act like their child just to get food. And so, but even behind that, being homeless as a teenager, it, there's a mindset to that because even if you're not thinking about it, you know, right up front in your head, in the back of your mind, you've got this feeling that if I'm so worthless that the people that are supposed to love me the most let me go you know what what's life about and so it was extremely difficult it was a very difficult time for me and it was a mindset at a time when you're very impressionable because you're very impressionable as a teenager and so it's a mindset that is very difficult to overcome wow so you're saying it was very difficult but you're obviously at a stage where um you're you're not in that circumstance or a situation anymore so what were some things that happened to you was there anything specific that took place that you know helped you to begin to navigate the difficulty or the challenge of of that situation at the age of you know 15 16 17. it actually wasn't at that age that i that i mentally dealt with that Physically, I dealt with it. I was homeless for a while. From there, it was very strange because I went from being homeless in the winter in the north in Seattle, Washington, to living in Hawaii and living on the beach or or being a dive master, working off of a 35-foot catamaran. It went from one extreme almost to the other. I mean, just paradise. And so I got to experience that. And Hawaii is a very spiritual place as well. So I did learn a lot more about spirituality in Hawaii, general spirituality. But again, I didn't really deal with the mental part. Um, I moved back to the Pacific Northwest later. 
I won't get into too much detail about it, but I became a total techie nerd. I, I've always loved computers. And I'm a big introvert anyway, so computers are a great thing for introverts. Yeah. But it wasn't until I started my own business many years later, so in 2002, I'd been working at Microsoft and I decided to start my own business. And <laughs> my first year in business, I literally, almost to the dollar, made 10% of what I made my last year at Microsoft. Wow. And I, I, it, it dawned on me that it was, it was my mindset. I still had that mindset of being homeless. I had that mindset mm. of what am I worth as a person? Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had to get over that mindset if I wanted to yeah. be successful. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> and it's funny because so many of us have that mindset, right? We we mm-hmm. have what others would deem to be good circumstances, but yet still we we have imposter syndrome and we have all these other things yeah. that that, you know, jump into our brains to hold us back from accelerating at the pace that we were meant to. So what was it that you began to do differently that allowed you to start to navigate this mindset? The first thing that I really did, and and this started my journey to becoming a coach really for other people is to realize that you can't always, in fact, quite often, there's nothing you can do about things that happen to you, but there's everything you can do about how you react to it or respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started looking at really is, is when I was a teenager, there was nothing I could do about living on the streets, but over time, there was everything that I could do about what I thought about that and what I thought about myself as a person. It was really making the decision to change my mindset and then acting on that decision and learning ways to change how I thought about myself and how I thought about my circumstances even. Wow. So you had, um, you, you have, you had that internal process taking mm-hmm. place. But yeah. I think that sounds for a lot of people like esoteric. It's it's kind of up here, right? What would you right. say is something tangible or something practical, something physical that you did to begin that process for you? That's a really good question. Uh, for me, it was it was a realization when I worked that first year. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I left Microsoft, I, I, it was really the realization that <laughs> I don't like working for other people. Right. Uh, that was really what got me. I, I realized that I just, I like being my own boss. I like being in control of what I'm doing because you can work for anybody else in any other company. It doesn't mean that they won't fire you or, or lay you off or just say, hey, goodbye at any given time. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as job security. The best job security you can have is when you have your own business, really, because every day you get up, you decide whether or not you're going to be successful. Yeah. And that was what hit me is I decided I wanted to be successful. I just had to decide what success was for me. And this is one of the things that I learned, especially as I started learning coaching. It, it was many years later. It was back in 2015 that I first started learning coaching officially. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was, is you can be a business coach or a mindset coach, or there's all these different coaches these days. 
But what it really boils down to is being a life coach. It's, it's working with your mental attitude first and your beliefs. And that's one of the big things is your beliefs. If you don't believe that you can be successful and it doesn't matter whether you're successful as a coach or, or business person or even successful as a person, if you don't believe that you can achieve that, you're not, you won't achieve it no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And so it's a matter of, of looking at your beliefs. I still had the belief back in 2002 that I wasn't really worth much because wow. like I said, you know, if, if my parents abandoned me when I was 15, you know, how much worth do I have? And so that was the big thing that I had to overcome. Uh, my parents uh, died in 2006. I think mm-hmm. that was one of the big things was I actually thought when I was a teenager that I had run away from home because who wants to believe that someone abandoned you? Right. And so I think I had blocked that out. But when, before my parents died, my father actually apologized to me for abandoning me. Wow. And that to me was one of the big realizations because I had believed for my entire life that I ran away from home, not that I'd been abandoned. Wow. And so when, when that, that kind of hit me, that helped me to get rid of that old belief. And one of the things that I realized was that was, I was very glad that my father apologized for that. It was a, it was a big changing moment for me, but in the back of my mind, I also realized that as good as that was, I didn't need it. What I needed was for me to believe that I was great that i was a good person that i was worth whatever it was that i felt that i should have been worth that was one of the big things for me wow so i i think you're you're revealing some stuff now about abandonment issues and my team was doing some research on you and one of the things that they they came up with was this word introvert right yeah right so i'm a huge introvert (laughs) <laughs> so you've got you've got abandonment, you've got introversion inside of all of this and and you're still working through mindset issues and a lot of people are familiar right, familiar with that. So we're going to take a quick yeah. break, but when we come back, I want you to share with us, you know, how do you as an introvert and as someone dealing with abandonment issues because I think one of the things that people may think about introverts is, you know, we don't like being around people anyway, but isn't that compounded when you are, you are, when you have abandonment issues, you, 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 you struggle with, you're maintaining your energy, maintaining your, your peopling. And then on top of that, people abandoned you at some point. So let's talk about that when we return. Hey, do you need time to focus on the income generating activities that grow your business? If so, My Office Professionals is the only agency you should consider. As an Optimum Business Support Agency, we provide virtual administrative support, online group coaching, technology training, graphic design and web design services through our vendor partnerships. We also help you build relationships using send-out cards, and we offer smart, simple legal coverage through Legal Shield. Contact My Office Professionals today and start growing your business tomorrow. Visit www.myofficeprofessionals.com. If I've learned anything in business, it's that you cannot function in business effectively on your own. You've got to have some other arms. I've got two and I need some more. So do me a favor. Go check out My Office Professionals 
Teresa TeresaRobertson and, and her team are fabulous, fantastic, and they will take care of you. Make sure that you check out MyOfficeProfessionals.com. Hey, Dr. Ty, we are back. So before we went on our break, I kind of asked you this complicated question about dealing with abandonment issues, plus the whole deal with being introverted. Now, um, people don't usually believe me, but on the Myers-Briggs scale, I, I, Robert, am an introvert as well. <laughs> right? so, so, so um, a lot of people think introverted means, oh, you're shy, but it's, you know, it's, it's, that's not really exactly what it means. You can be shy, but you, you know, you don't have to be. So tell exactly. us a little yeah. bit about how, as an introvert with abandonment issues, you began mm -hmm. to now navigate leadership and navigate business. That's actually an excellent question. It took me a while to, I don't even remember when I first started learning about introverts versus extroverts, mm -hmm. but that was a big turning point for me as well. Dealing with the abandonment issues, realizing that, that what happened to me happened to me, not because of me. That wow. was a big thing. That was a huge thing for me. And, and that's, there, there's something in everyone's life, especially in their younger life, usually, where something happens to them and they believe that it happened because of them. And to me, that's one of the big things that you can really work with, whether it's abandonment issues, whether it's um, some sort of abuse. That's a big thing, especially the the mental abuse. I know many homeless teens deal with mental abuse and they're there because they were abused so much they couldn't take it anymore that they left. And again, they think that they ran away, but really what happens was the person who was supposed to take care of them abandoned them. And so whatever it was, I hate to say this, but I'll say a majority of people in this world deal with something that happened a long time ago that they believe was their fault, that had really had nothing to do with them. And to me, that's one of the big things to really work with. Um, I'm trying to think of, and like I said, I don't remember exactly when it was, but when I started learning about being an introvert, because I always thought that there was something wrong with me when I was younger, because I didn't associate with people the way my friends did. I wasn't as social. I would get into these social situations and I was literally a wallflower, but I'm not shy. I'm not shy in the least bit. And so I could never figure out what it was. And even when I was younger, sometimes I would be talking with my friends and I'd ask them what's wrong with me. Wow. And they couldn't answer it, but they always felt that I was different. And it wasn't that I was different. It, you said that you rank introvert on the Myers-Briggs scale. I actually, I took that test. I rank 100% introvert on Ooh. that scale. <laughs> I, I sit in an office all day alone, 10 hours a day working, and I love it. So I'm, yeah. I'm very introverted. It, it, to the point where I actually even wrote a book called Leadership for Introverts. Because mm, introverts, yeah. that, like you said, there's a big difference between being a shy and being an introvert. And you can be an introvert and still be a great leader for other people. And so it, it was my learning about being an introvert, I think, that helped me more than anything. Because as I started my own business, being an entrepreneur, what's one of the first things you think about when you're, when you're being an entrepreneur and you're trying to be successful? You go out and you network. 
Mm-hmm. Networking is, oh my gosh, that's almost like a four letter word for introverts. It's, yeah. it's a very different, especially in-person network networking. Yeah. I love zoom networking. That's awesome. Now that they're starting to do all that stuff because I feel so much more comfortable than, than the other way of networking. Yeah. And kind of like what you said, when people meet me, they have no idea that I'm introvert. They'll, I'll, I'll tell them a bit about me and, and the, the extroverts are funny because they always try to fix me. They always try to say, <laughs> well, here's what you can do to be more, more quote normal, but that's normal for them. That's one of the right. big things that I've learned is I am an introvert, which it means that that is normal for me. It right. may not be normal for someone else, but it is for me. And I have learned to not just accept, but embrace what I am. And dealing with those abandonment issues, I think, gave me a a strength that has helped me through every other part of my life. I am so comfortable with myself now that it's just, and that's part of the reason why I decided to become a coach is because, like I had said, you, you can you can call yourself any sort of kind of coach, but it all goes back to then. And anyone who's hired a coach before knows this. You can talk about business issues. You can talk about other issues, but when it comes right down to it, when you start getting deep into it, it's always a life issue. It's something that's going on with your life, which is why I call myself a life coach because that's what it all boils down to. Mm -hmm. So you call yourself a life coach, but a lot of what mm-hmm. you deal with or who you deal with are, are business owners. So yes. tell us a little bit about the that juxtaposition. When, when people think about life coaches, it's kind of like Ayan LaVanzant, fix my life <laughs> right. <laughs> type, of, type of thing, right? Um, you, why do you call yourself a life coach if you if you do business coaching? It's a great question. And I've got a I've got a great example for you. I'm not gonna mention any names, but one of the people that I coach, when he first started, when I first started coaching him, he couldn't figure out why there was so much turnover in his business. And what he wanted was to figure out how to keep his employees. Mm-hmm. And I coached him for about six months. And after six months, he was about ready to stop. He actually told me, he said, this just isn't working. I asked him if he would allow me to do two more sessions. And in these two sessions, can I go deep with him? Mm-hmm. And he said, sure, you know, whatever, let's do it. Not thinking about what it would be. And in the, in the very first session, every time he would say something, I just kept saying, what's behind that? And he would say something. I'd say, well, what's behind that? And, and I probably said that four or five times. And it finally got down to he craves drama. Wow. And we finally, he fin- finally dawned on him that the huge turnover in his business was because of him craving drama. Nothing to do with the employees, nothing to do with the way he was hiring. It was this mindset that drama gave him attention. Mm-hmm. Something in his past where he had been ignored by people for a very long time made him want that drama, made him want the attention, whether it was good attention or bad attention. And so all of his business issues went back to something that was going on in his life. Wow. And that's why I call myself a life coach. Wow. So I, I love that because I'm looking at a question that was in our comments here from Sandra yeah. saying, how do you get over mindset? 
right? How do, how do you how do you attack that? And I think what you're saying is, you know, we're we're all in corporate, we're all in business, we're all in these situations or these spaces in our lives, and ultimately the challenges that we face in those big areas come back to something internal, something specific, some situation or some belief that we have that that colors how we how we operate. So I think we, we're yeah. we're getting close to the to the end here, and I, I want to land the plane somewhat. But but okay. I want you to share with us, especially when you take on businesses, business owners, um, what are the biggest belief challenges or belief obstacles that you just just repeatedly keep running into with with your business coaching clients? Interestingly enough, it's the same problem that I had when I started my business. They don't believe in themselves mm. for whatever reason. They, they just, they don't believe there's something in the back of their mind that tells them they should not be that successful. And your mind will accomplish whatever you think about the most. So if there's this belief in the back of your mind that says, I can't be successful beyond this point, then you won't be. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you, your success will be limited by your belief. And the first step to that is recognizing that belief, recognizing that it's there. Because once you know it's there, then you can start working through it. Wow. So how do I go? What's my next step after that? Because a a lot of times people hear an interview like this or they see Mm -hmm. a coach like yourself say certain things. And theoretically, it sounds good. But a lot of times we like to get an answer like, hey, can I take a pill for that? Can I can I read a book for that? Can I can I is there an app for that? <laughs> what is yeah. something that I can put my hands on that will help me yeah. in the process of exposing and, and changing a belief that's not helpful to to how I operate? I'll tell you, I hope, hopefully we have enough time for this. Yeah, when I first it. started doing coaching, I, blo- I believe that coaching was nothing but bunk. I, seriously, I was in college. I was getting my master's degree. There was a coaching class available. It looked like it was an easy class to take. And so I said, fine, I'm going to take it just so I can get the credits. Literally, that's the only reason why I took it. I didn't believe that coaching would do anything. And it was the first and through the coaching class, we were actually coaching each other and the students and the teacher was coaching us as well. And it just blew me away. The things that were in the back of my head that I didn't even realize were there. And so that's to, to me, I, I know that people don't want to hear this, but that's to me the, the biggest thing you can do is to hire a coach, even if it's just temporary to get that first thing to, to help you realize what's there so that you can start to work on it. Sometimes it's so ingrained that you don't even realize it's there. I had, I had another coaching client, and I know that we're running in the end, but she kept jumping jobs and jumping jobs and jumping jobs. And it was because every time she got a new job, this lady's amazing. Every time she got a new job, she kept getting promoted. But she didn't believe that she was worth the promotions. Wow. And so she would change jobs. And she couldn't figure out why she, why she was never happy in her job. It wasn't the job. It was her. Wow. And so I coached her, I think, maybe four or five sessions was all. Once she realized that, she started being able to do it all herself. Each person is different. Sometimes it takes more time, sometimes less. But I, I encourage people to do at least a couple of coaching sessions to help them with that. 
Love it. Love it. Michael, tell us a little bit where we can find you online. Tell us a little bit about your your business and how you serve people. And we'll wrap with that. Okay. Well, I run a technology business, but that's just the part of what I do. I, the, my coaching is mycoach.life. Just go ahead and go there. Contact me. I have a lot of information there as well that can help you out. But I'll do a free session as well. So just contact me and I'll be happy to do a free session with you. If it doesn't work with me, no problem at all. Every coach is a little bit different. So I just encourage you find a coach that you feel comfortable with. That's the big thing. All right. Excellent. I know that your name is not Michael. I realized that came out of my mouth. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ty. Hey, so, that's, I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, do me a favor. Hang out in the green room from just a second so that we can we can wrap this thing. All right. Well, listen, Dr. Ty has shared with us that you can have bad circumstances, bad situations in your life, but that situation doesn't have to define who you are. It doesn't have to define your outcome. It doesn't have to define your endpoints. And a lot of times we spend so much time wrapped up in failures. We spend so much time wrapped up in other people's definitions of who we are or who they think we are that we spend more time self, self-loathing and, and, and complaining than moving forward. Well, here's what he's suggesting. Find someone who can help you see outside of yourself. Find someone who can help you with your blind spots, whether that's a coach or a mentor or some trusted party, whatever it is, decide today that you are no longer going to believe the lies that you've told yourself. Decide that you're going to find someone who can help you discover your truth so that you can then live that truth and be amazing to the world. Listen, every, listen, everybody. I always say at the end of every episode, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy, the third RK3. I'll see you on the next episode of the What's My Story podcast. Peace. What's my story?